Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The German bishops threatened schism recently, and they did it in a passive-aggressive way if they don't get what they want from Rome. That's not that surprising, honestly. They've been threatening schism for a few years now. The strangest part of this story is the continued ambiguous mixed messaging Rome is sending in response to the threats of schism. While Rome is telling the German bishops to not make any changes to the faith without the entire church, which implies, by the way, rather heavily that the end game on the synod on synodality is in fact to change the faith again, Rome is simultaneously setting things up for the faith to be changed by the popular will of the laity. And by the laity, I mean a certain pre-selected segment of the laity who have opinions the modernists want foisted upon the church. We saw this recently with women being appointed to some rather high-ranking offices in Rome. So let's take a look at this bigger topic of threats of schism, and what just may be the apostasy in Rome becoming obvious for everyone to see. So by way of contrast, and as a nice setup for this topic, let's check in with Paca Papa Francis, who, as he often does, has some timely words of modernist wisdom that really helps us see what we're up against. Francis was addressing a group of contemporary theologians in Rome when he accused traditional Catholics of a whopper of a lie. Brace yourselves for this. From the Vatican official release statement on this whole thing, quote, Tradition, the origin of the faith, which either grows or dies out, because said one, I think he was a musician, that tradition is the guarantee of the future and not a museum piece. It is what makes the church grow from the bottom up, like the tree, the roots. Whereas another said that traditionalism is the, quote, dead faith of the living, when you close yourself off. Tradition, I want to emphasize this, makes us move in this direction, from down up, vertical. Today there is a great danger, which is to go in another direction, inditrism, going backward. It has always been done this way. It is better to go backward, which is safer and not to go forward with tradition. This horizontal dimension we have seen has moved some movements, church movements, to remain fixed in a time, in a backward. They are the inditrists. I think, to make a historical reference, of some movements that were born at the end of the First Vatican Council. Trying to be faithful to tradition, and so today, they develop in such a way as to ordain women and other things out of this vertical direction where it grows, the moral consciousness grows, the consciousness of faith grows, with that beautiful rule of St. Vincent of Larens, that it may be consolidated by years, expanded by time, exalted by age. This is the rule of growth. Instead, inditriism leads you to say, that's the way it's always been done. It's better to go on like this and doesn't let you grow. On this point, you theologians think a little bit about how to help, end quote. I've proven by now by my monthly presentations of St. Vincent of Larens that Francis is misappropriating the saint and doctor of the church rather overtly, so his continued citing of him is just funny. It really is, because St. Vincent of Larens was talking about things that, the, that Francis is trying to do, and he was talking about he was condemning it. He was condemning the entire logic of what the modernists are doing, which is why it's just really funny to me. But the giveaway with Francis's statement that makes all this really funny is this. His citation of the First Vatican Council and a schismatic movement born out of it. After the First Vatican Council, a group now called the Old Romans were declared in schism by Rome because 
they didn't accept the definition of papal infallibility. And to be fair, the definition of papal infallibility there does leave something to be desired in terms of clarity. But in truth, that group had been having problems with Rome for decades before that. But after the First Vatican Council, Rome declared them to be in schism. Now, I know I'm simplifying things here because it's a complicated topic. I may be oversimplifying it. But the old Romans went on to embrace progressive theology, leading to the ordination of women and the rest. Francis is, to be clear, accusing traditionalists of being like the old Romans when he is surrounded by people calling for the ordination of women who hold to an ideology and theology much closer to the old Romans than to anything resembling Catholicism. And the funniest part about this is that he is framing this in the rejection of Vatican II and our attempts to preserve and restore the faith. Keep all that in mind as we delve into the story out of Germany. Headline from LifeSite News. Head of German Bishops' Conference says he will not accept Vatican's no on women priests. Access to the ecclesiastical office must be opened up, or it's hard to imagine the future of the church in our country, said Bishop George Botzing. George Botzing is the bishop who likes to dress like a Protestant minister often. Now, the German bishops are threatening schism in a passive-aggressive way in order to, in their own minds, preserve the Catholic faith and the church in Germany. They are more worried about the institutional, material institution of the church, not the faith itself. The argument they make reads a little like those people who want to preserve the U.S. Constitution by destroying it, as one easy example that will resonate with much of this audience, I think. Instead of the LifeSite article, though, I'm going to turn to the German bishop's official statement, since LifeSite tends to be skewed in favor of our perspective on this, and I, it's best to just get things directly from the source as often as possible. So... From the German bishop's official statement, quote, The Limburg bishop, George Botzing, does not want to accept an unshakable no from the Vatican to the women priesthood. Even if Rome sees this point as settled, it is still an urgent question, said Botzing. According to the press office of the Diocese of Trier on Thursday at the Catholic Forum in Koblenz, it is being asked and is therefore on the table. During the German bishop's ad limina visit to the Vatican last week, the heads of the Curia made it clear that the question of whether women could become priests was non-negotiable. Botzing, meanwhile, emphasized that women are the key issue for the future. Access to the church office must be smoothed out or the future of the church in our country is difficult to imagine, said Botzing, who is also the chairman of the German Bishops' Conference, the DBK. We have to vigorously defend our concerns from Germany. At the same time, he also dampened expectations that at the end of the synodal path, celibacy would be abolished and women would be admitted to the ordained ministry. We can only ask for processing of the universal church questions, said Botzing. We do what we can, end quote. The translation there leads something to be desired. Basically, they're not that optimistic. But the opening of the ordination to women is non-negotiable for the German bishops. That's the hill they're going to die on. Meanwhile, for Francis, traditional Catholics are akin to a group declared to be in schism who then went on to ordain women. If that dichotomy seems a little nuts to you, it should. But at this point, what else should we expect from modernist Rome? The lack of logic here is astonishing. But you may have noticed that the other issue that the German bishops have an unnatural interest in was left out of that statement, at least if you've been following my reporting on this. The issue of blessings given to James Martin couples in their parody of the sacrament of marriage, that was entirely left out of this. And there's a good or maybe better stated bad reason for that. Remember, 
Francis says traditional Catholics are like the old Romans who went on to embrace all the values of the world. Meanwhile, we get this. Headline from LaCroix, the official news arm of the French bishops. No one could be denied a blessing, says top family official in Rome. President of the JP2 Institute discusses the blessing of James Martin people as the Flemish bishops, who have published a prayer service for these couples, begin their ad limina visit. Ad limina visit is when a conference of bishops gets to meet together with the Pope. And the story is as it says, with a high-ranking Roman prelate saying that no one or couple can be denied a blessing from the church, that's the news everyone familiar with, that's news to everyone familiar with church history, the faith and the teaching of our Lord. The prelate in question is Monsignor Philippe Bourdain, who said that the church offering a blessing isn't the church validating a relationship. It's, quote, a way of manifesting the good that God wants for humanity. Gag me. Just disregard that to offer a blessing. Just disregard that what offering a blessing literally means is to recognize something as valid, is to offer validity. The modernists love to redefine things, redefine things as it suits their needs. But this isn't the only case of mixed messaging from Rome to the German bishops. This story broke over the weekend, and it really must be confusing. According to a news for, a report from the Catholic News Agency, the church has okayed the Germans to give employment in high office, church offices to laymen of a, shall we say, James Martin variety. That's another innovation, but again, a fair number of those prelates, both in Germany and in Rome and America, seemingly everywhere else these days, are of the same persuasion. So maybe they decided to stop being hypocrites about this. Rome is so concerned about the possibility of this leading to schism, Cardinal Mark Ouellette decided to come out and warn the German bishops and the church more broadly that, in fact, things with the German synodal way had gotten very, very, very far out of hand. Maybe Rome should not send signals to the Germans that they're okay with most of the things they're asking for, especially when other bishops' conferences move on the blessings of those folks and Francis gives it the thumbs up because that's happened. See the Flemish bishops as one example. From the article, quote, two leading cardinals delivered their theologically argued reservations in direct meetings with the German bishops last Friday, warning the process, quote, hurts the communion of the church. The critiques were published November 24th, both in the official newspaper of the Vatican and on the Vatican's news site. They included the suggestion of a moratorium on the process a proposal knocked back in discussion with the German bishops in Rome on November 18th, CNA Deutsch reported. The main concern is one of union with the church, Cardinal Mark Ouellette, prefect for the dicastery of bishops, explained. Quoting Cardinal Ouellette here, several authoritative critics of the, uh, the current orientation of the synodal way in Germany speak openly of a latent schism. The proposal of your text threatens to entrench in its present form. He wrote, the synodal way, which is not a synod, risked being not about achieving pastoral innovations, but attempting a, quote, transformation of the church, Cardinal Ouellet warned in his statement, published in uh, Germany by CNA Deutsch. Ouellet said synodal way suggestions hurt the communion of the church, sowing doubt and confusion among the people of God. The Vatican was receiving messages on a daily basis from Catholics scandalized by this process, he added, end quote. I bet they were. The communion of the church is the highest priority, apparently. And that's interesting. They gave up long ago on the integrity of the faith, meaning its coherence and consistency. 
Except, when, of course, when it comes to traditional Catholics. And we get accused of being heretics by Rome and by their mouthpieces among the laity in the media for not going along with their innovations. The integrity of the new faith that was born at Vatican II is all they really care about here, and the integrity of the ape of the church that they're building. Every single time I do a video on the Synod or on the German bishops, I always say this, and I'll say it again here. When the final document is released in 2024, it will make Francis look like a moderate for those engaged in a casual reading of the document. But if you read it closely, and if you're familiar with the recent past in uh, this alleged pontificate, it will be a big, the final document will be ambiguous in some sections that will enable some bishops' conferences to impose radical changes. That is what we saw with the Morse Laetitia, and Rome approved most of the radical changes, and these were hidden away in footnotes, okay? And people interpreted the footnotes in radical ways, and Rome approved it. You have, in different countries, different moral teachings being taught with Rome's approval. And that, more than anything else, harms the communion of the church and the integrity of the faith. Now, what do you think the purpose of this mixed messaging is? Do you think Francis is really concerned about the German bishops and what they're doing? Is communion of the church's only real concern here? Well, let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.